day of the week. Welcome. Bill Michael Show. Glad you're here today. Glad as always. But today, I don't know, just uh, in a good mood, good feeling today. Brewers bounce back. Kind of kind of thought they would. Corbin Burns uh, had a, had a gel, uh, gem of a game last night and pitched extremely well. And uh, the Brewers walk away, 4-1 to winners last evening. Last night, the Warriors and the Mavericks went at it, sat down and watched a little bit of that. Mavericks uh, did not go quietly into that good night, 119-109. They got the win last night uh, on a night in which um, there was some drippage from the ceiling. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, and obviously, uh, yesterday, um, just uh, a horrific day. When we sit here on the air, sometimes we get caught up in sports, and I really don't have the news networks flashing uh, all day. And we're pretty much four-letter network, and then I have either the MLB or NFL. But uh, there was uh, a moment of silence last night, and after the horrific shooting in Ovalde, Texas, uh, at the elementary school, um, so just uh, a terrible, terrible, tragic day yesterday, which has sparked a lot of conversation, a lot of different realms. And today, um, as much as reality can leak in, uh, we try to do our best to kind of be the escape from reality, not to ignore it, but just to be the escape because it has been everywhere over the last, I don't know, 12, 14, 16 hours with discussions and Facebook and Twitter and at the gym this morning, at Quick Trip this morning, I had stopped down. I had a couple of meetings early on, uh, the meetings this morning. And while I'm sure we all have opinions, it was one of those things where I thought today coming in, I thought, you know, I just, today's one of those days I'm just going to kind of do the sports thing and uh, take you away a little bit, at least for, you know, the three, four hours, four hours we're on the air and, uh, and say hello to you that way. So if we uh, kind of agree to go in that direction, that's, that's, I think, what we're going to do. Uh, good news yesterday for Giannis as well. Uh, he was voted to the All-NBA team, first-team All-NBA with uh, the most votes. Uh, Luka Doncic, uh, number two. Nikolai Jokic, number three. Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, four and five. And uh, pretty much rightfully so. You can argue many different, you know, many different, uh, you know, people that were snubbed or what have you. But you can't argue with those who were chosen for sure. So another little honor for Giannis. So kudos to him. Uh, but the big uh, big news yesterday for the uh, Brewers was the fact that it was a, uh, a pitcher's duel in which Tyrone Taylor ended up breaking the tie, hits the three-run dong, and the Brewers beat the Padres 4-1 to last night. Mike Brousseau also homered for the Brewers, and they snap San Diego's winning streak at five. Burns goes to two and two, finally getting a little bit of run support, which was good to see. And the reigning NL Cy Young Award winner held the Padres to one run, five hits, and six innings. Struck out five, only walked a couple. So uh, nice, nice outing yesterday. A needed outing yesterday by Corbin Burns. A needing, needed outing yesterday by the offense to be able to bounce back. So the Brewers get the win, go to 27-16. and 16, uh, 11 games over 500. And this goes back to when we were discussing yesterday with the injuries. Uh, obviously missing Josh Hader because of the uh, the personal issues. So you kind of look at all of that, and you're thinking, boy, do they need to make a deal? Do they need to, to go out and find somebody? And you just keep thinking to yourself, just just keep trudging along. Just keep winning games. Keep trying to win series. Keep doing your thing. If things begin to unravel, then you can go out and make a deal. But right now, you don't really have to. You just, just kind of keep on keeping on. 
and hopefully things come back, get better. And uh, and the Brewers continue to continue to win. They ended up uh, getting back to three games over the St. Louis Cardinals. Cardinals ended up losing, so they uh, they are back at it again tonight. Twenty seven and sixteen. Cardinals twenty four and nineteen. Eight and a half now in front of Chicago, uh, who has won by the way three straight. Uh, and they ended up beating the pit or the uh, Cincinnati Reds, who still are stuck at twelve wins on the season. Twelve and thirty. Pittsburgh sitting at seventeen and twenty five. Nine and a half games back, so it's the, basically the Brewers and the Cardinals, and everybody else is almost done at this point. Unless there's some kind of a spectacular run out of one of those three teams to at least allow them to climb back into respectability, not necessarily back into the race, but back more into, into respectability when it comes to the uh, the, the National League Central. Uh, around the rest of the National League, the Mets still on top, twenty nine and sixteen, eight games now. Over the Atlanta Braves, eight games over the Braves, eight games over the Phillies, nine over the Marlins, and Washington's pretty much non-existent. While you've got the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, they're all still right there within shouting distance. The Diamondbacks have fallen to seven and a half games back, and the Colorado Rockies sitting at nine games back, but six games divides the Dodgers and the Giants. San Diego sitting one and a half back. Still hanging in there, man. 28-15 and 15 on the season after the loss last night to the Milwaukee Brewers. So you're not just beating up on a uh, uh, a bad bad team here in San Diego. you you got to win over a nice team, and hopefully you win the uh, the third game of that match coming up later on today. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up and, and give us a call, 877-867-1670. You can also find us on Twitter. At Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us there. You can also find us uh, on the uh, Facebook fan page. Well, you can find Ben Z. Kenny producing the show, too, at Ben Z. Kenny over on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show on Facebook. Go to YouTube. Subscribe absolutely free. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. That's Bill Michaels Show. And uh, also you can find us over on Twitch TV. And you can download that app and just find Bill Michael Show. You're good to go there. Email us the old-fashioned way, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Don't forget, if you miss anything or the entire show, you can always go back and listen to us. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple iTunes. And you can find us over on Google Podcasts. Welcome to all of you listening on the Odyssey app, the iHeart app, and whatever app it is you're catching us on today. So we certainly appreciate you being there as well and saying hi to everybody uh, chiming in over in the Bud Light live stream as uh, the uh, viewership continues to grow there. So got a good group of people there, Jacob. Uh, hi, Josh and uh, Dwayne and, and and such. So good stuff for everybody chiming in there. Um, I, I heard you guys talking this morning, Ben, uh, just before we went on the air, about Colton Wong. Are you becoming nervous because his defense is lackluster, I guess is the best way to put it, even though he's been in the past a gold glover? That's where Nelson's at right now. I think that there have definitely been some favorable home scorer moments to happen where things could have been an error, but they weren't. That's where Nelson's at. He was he was thinking more of uh, maybe questioning picking up the option going forward. I'm not there yet. My focus right now is more on, I mean, the lack of health and, and where the depth is going to come from. Wong, I mean, he hasn't been tremendous this year, but he is one of your more consistent guys day in, day out. Right. He's uh, not, you know, average wise and OPS wise, it's not great. His on base percentage is over three, but he's steady, uh, I guess is the best way to put it. I, I personally think that he's been better consistently at the top of the lineup. 
Uh, that's just my thought. But I, I personally, to me, he's been better sitting at the top of the lineup. You can't wait to get Willie Adamas back. Uh, obviously, Andrew McCutcheon has risen up, and uh, he's been able to give you some uh, some good at-bats. Uh, you know, you've got others that have contributed, and you can't wait to to have your full complement of players back on the field. But I, to me, it's just when you get – once you get Willie Adamas back and you're settled in center field, whether it's going to be McCut because you can't go wrong with McCutcheon or uh, uh, Lorenzo Cain, and obviously you want to get Hunter, Hunter Renfro back, but you 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 – you're good. You're you're pretty. Let's be honest. Defensively, you're pretty solid. Even though this team has had a propensity at times to throw the baseball around, for the most part, they've been pretty good. And for as much as you look at Colton Wong, and it is outside of the realm of poss- realm of normality for him to have a couple of errors. Go back to what you had say when you had Keston Hero playing second base. You know, I mean, he's light years better than Keston Hero, more sure-handed than. Keston Hero was. So who else would you put over at second base if you decide I'm not going to bring him back Colton Wong? Now Colton Wong, you're not going to make that decision until the end of the year, but I I think you've been as solid up the middle as you have been in a long, long time with guys playing their natural position. So I'm 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 not ready to jump into that that boat yet and say, hey, uh, I'm going to start rowing away from Colton Wong. I think Colton Wong still has some uh, some decent years left in him. 877-867-1670. Give us your thoughts. Uh, this one is from uh, Josh. He says, apparently Rogers didn't listen to you, Bill. He's not training. He's not in training camp. No, nope, he's not. That's okay. That's okay. We kind of figured, you know, we kind of figured he wasn't going to be there. I, it, it wasn't me that he needed to listen to. I, I've said all along, I don't care if he is or he isn't. I just don't want to hear the excuse about not being on the same page with your guys. We kind of figured that these uh, couple of OTAs, he was not going to be there. Because, uh, well, next week he's got the match. And this week is more about, you know, kind of getting uh, some of your young guys, your rookies and all that uh, such, getting them more on the same page. But after that, when you get to that uh, that that one mandatory workout and then after that the other OTA, as you get deeper into June, before you let everybody go away for July, before they come back for training camp, you'd kind of like to see him at least make an appearance. You know, uh, the other thing that I found interesting yesterday when Matt LaFleur spoke was Matt LaFleur had said that he they were bringing in the New Orleans Saints and he kind of wants to use that as preseason fodder, if you will. So he does not have to play the starters. You're, you're, you know, a lot of your regulars. My question is this, and and nobody followed up with this uh, for Matt LaFleur. Not that he maybe has his, you know, his, his mind made up as of yet, but how do you get on the same page if you don't play Aaron Rodgers with his young receivers at all in the preseason? How do you do that? Are you just going to take those two practices as your measuring stick and that's it? I went back and listened to Matt LaFleur's presser from yesterday, and when he said that, he said, you know, we can use this more as, as – you know, full speed, so to speak, to get them ready for game situations. But he said, then he followed it up by saying that way you don't have to play all your starters in the preseason. And I thought, well, wait a minute. Hang on a second here. The follow-up question would then be, well, you don't have your full complement of wide receivers. You've got new faces. And including Amari Rogers, who's going to get more of an opportunity this year. Do you mean to say that Rogers is not going to again play in the preseason? You know, 
It, it's, here's, here's Matt LaFleur talking a little bit about that yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, every practice for those guys is, is so valuable. So whether we're going against our, ourselves or the joint practices, some of those young rookies, it doesn't matter how much uh, competition they get within those practices. They're, they're going to be out there on the field. So, okay, you're going to get those guys in the field. You're going to pay attention to them together. And then he talks about, you know, what he likes about joint practices with another team. Yeah, I think it just affords you the opportunity for your guys to go out there and compete against something different. Uh, there's a lot of unknown in terms of, you know, you're, you're, whether you're scripting the practices or not. Yeah, you just are, you don't get accustomed to, to going against the looks each and every day. So it just brings, um, you know, a, a, a different level of competition, I would say. And I think what it really does for us is it affords us the ability to feel like we got good work with our veterans and then not have to play them in the game. So that, that's part of the reason I like those so much. There you go. So he likes to join practices so he doesn't have to play them in preseason games. But you've got new receivers. Look, I get, you know, hey, if you don't want to if you don't want to have Rodgers and company, you know, do a whole lot of stuff in OTAs and such, that's one thing. But at what point are you just going to throw them all into the game together and go, "Here you go. Here's your first real look together at live action. How guys are going to react, how they're going to come off of blocks, how they're Yeah, you know, I you know, again, uh I on one hand, I don't care because I don't want to care. I just want to sit back and say, you know what? Hey, no big deal. They're just going to play the regular season. I don't give a damn about the regular season. I only care about the postseason. I've said that before. But on the other hand, you can almost see it coming like a bright light down the train tracks, can't you? <laughs> you can see it. Well, it's, it's you know, oh, we, we lost today. We don't have this. We don't have that. We're not on the same page. And you just want to reach through your radio, reach through your television, and scream. Scream in their face and go, you you can't be this hypocritical. But it is what it is when you're dealing with egos, I guess, and you're dealing with veterans. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. We'd love to hear from you. Give us a shout. So that's uh, kind of your, your thought from yesterday coming out of the OTAs. Brewers get a win last night. Back at it again today. By the way, getting back at it again today. Uh, you've got Ashby on the hill against you, Darvish, and the Brewers today, 3-10 Central Time. That's a day game in San Diego, 3-10 Central Time on a getaway day for the Brewers and the Padres. So you got that going on a little bit later on this afternoon. Hey, uh, I want to remind you, we are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Tonight is it, and I know it's drizzly. I know it's a little rainy. That's okay. Don't let it dampen your spirit because under that ginormous roof out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park, that is where you have the opening tonight of the Bud Pavilion and Wednesday Night Live. And they can get, uh, they say a 1,000. I think you can get a couple thousand underneath that thing, man. You can pack that place. So don't let weather deter you by any stretch of the imagination. Huge, 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 huge roof in that ginormous beer hall where you got Rebel Grace taking a stage tonight. 6 o'clock, the gates open. 7 o'clock, music gets underway. It's all at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. It is Wednesday Night Live, and it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official Beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Stay tuned. More to come right after this. Ready. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. I know, I know, I know. The warm weather's coming this weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Finally, it's going to feel like summer, 70s, 80s, and it's going to be good. The one thing it will do, and that's going to stir up what's ever creeping around your house as uh, it starts to get warm. And we all know that there's certain bugs, bed bugs, stink bugs, cockroaches, ants, all that kind of stuff. Starts to stir a little bit. Starts to come out of hibernation and or hiding. Uh, look, the bottom line is this. Either one, you want to do preventative maintenance, or number two, you've got something you don't want there. Okay? You want to get rid of that. Uh, call my buddies uh, over there at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros. 414-877-5811. That's 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. Give them a shout. Uh, good guys. And uh, they do it safe, effectively. You got kids, no problem. Pets, no problem. Many, And if you're a, a property owner where you have numerous units, uh, they can do, you know, all the different, you know, units for you. They can do it at a reduced rate. And if you know that uh, you got some bed bugs, man, once you get those things, you just, you can't just get rid of them. You got to do it in, a, in an easy and efficient way, and uh, they're good at doing that. So if you travel a lot, maybe you got to brought those things home down in the Caribbean or something. You got the nasties now, Oof. and they do it discreetly. That's the other part. They don't show up with that giant, giant big bug over on top of one of their vans or anything like that saying, oh, we're here. Guess what? Guess who's got cockroaches in the neighborhood? They don't do that either. So call them, 414-877-5811, 414-877-5811. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com, MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. So did you know, maybe you didn't, For we sit, we sit here and talk every day about, you know, the hitting prowess and the brewers and where they're at and such. Did you know, because remember the brewers were offensively speaking, were kind of offensive. They were near the bottom. They were 27th, 24th, 25th, 24th, and 23rd. When we go back to the beginning of the season, we were starting to look at a weekly progress. Okay? And I'm talking about overall ranking in Major League Baseball. Their OPS now, their OPS now as a team, they're ninth. They're ninth in baseball. Ninth overall in Major League Baseball. 16th in average, in batting average. 16th in batting average. But ninth in OPS, which is a little bit of a distinction. 15th overall in uh, on base percentage, which you, you kind of, you know, you look at a little bit and you're kind of like, well, and remember, they weren't getting any power numbers early on. And then they had that big surge, and since then they've been pretty consistent. They are fourth. Remember last year, they were way down the list in home runs. They're fourth right now in Major League Baseball. Behind the Yankees, the Angels, the Astros, and then the Brewers. So when we talk about going out and getting a bat, I think the thing that we can look at the most is they're relatively sporadic, maybe consistently inconsistent. And I don't know if you want to live and die with that, but 
You know, they're they're 10th overall in Major League Baseball in taking bases on balls. They're 8th in strikeouts, by the way, which when you have a team that hits hits long balls, you're going to get that. Not to say you have to accept it, but they're they're 10th in, in or uh, excuse me, they're 8th in strikeouts. But you kind of look at it and you 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 think, "Okay, as bad as they were and as bad as they started out, they're not that bad off." And the pitching's pretty solid. We know that, right? Their pitching has been everything but outstanding. They're seventh overall in Major League Baseball with Team ERA. Seventh in Team ERA. Now, when you talk about WHIP, which is really kind of the new barometer, they're 12th, 1.19, which is really solid. And teams are only batting 221 against them overall. So the Brewers pitching is above average. We know that. And they're hitting now, specifically even their power numbers, are above average. Not not when you look at the overall aspect of this, it's not a there's not a lot of room to panic. You know what I mean? So I that's why I keep saying and I know there are some of you who want to to see David Stearns make a deal. Yeah, let let's go. Let's find somebody. Let's but I keep thinking, who are you gonna sit? I can see maybe trying to add an outfielder, you know, a, a consistent stick in the outfield, somebody that you're going to give up some substantial maybe prospects for, you're going to pay in the long run. Okay, that I understand because you want to keep that player around, especially if they're young. But who who are you going to sit at this point? You're not going to sit Adamus when he comes back. He's got more of your power numbers. You know? Urias has played extremely well since coming back and starting his season after the hamstring issue. Colton Wong is solid. He's he's declined a little bit. Offensively, you'd like to see his numbers come up, but defensively, clean up a couple errors, and he's as, he's as good as they get. What you're getting for your bang for your buck-wise out of Rowdy Telez is fantastic. Kristen Yelich has been somewhat consistent. So what are you gonna what what, what who are you gonna sit? Narvaez is solid. Behind the plate, you've only got a couple other spaces open. And Hunter Renfro's given you some consistency. You could probably say there's a little bit of a revolving door uh, in the outfield and maybe utility guy, pinch hit guy. You know? I think the only guy that you would probably say, I, I don't have a problem sitting at this point, would be Lorenzo Cain. And using Lorenzo Cain in the back end of a ball game, specifically for defensive purposes. But that's it. Really? I think uh, I, I think you just, that's why I keep saying just wait it out. Wait it out a little while longer. Hang in there. See what you really need. How you, and remember, Freddie Peralta's down now, so you might end up needing a pitcher before it's all said and done. So you don't want to, you know, you don't, you don't want to chuck everybody aside now to go get a bat when you may need some pitching. Especially if you, uh, you know, end up enduring another injury or two, God forbid. 877-867-1670. Find us, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do it. Go ahead and do it. When we come back, uh, I do want to <laughs> I want to listen to Jordan Love. He uh, he spoke yesterday to the media. Uh, I got to admit, I, I'm sure he's a likable guy. Uh, from everything I hear, everything I've seen, likable guy. Um, 
but you gotta wonder what's going on in his head. You gotta wonder what's going on behind closed doors at twelve sixty five, don't you? Don't you? You would just assume so, right? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We're gonna come back. We're gonna hear from Jordan Love when we come back. Hang in there. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Coming up fast, they're gonna be on QVC. They're gonna be on the home show. Network. They are veteran-owned. They're right here in the state of Wisconsin, and they have terrific sauces. They have really good rubs, and their barbecue sauces are out of this world. Uh, and there's something for everybody's flavor. There's a hot and honey type of sauce. There's more of a sweet sauce. There's a flaming sauce. Hot sauces are really, really good. The buffalo sauce for wings and such is awesome. And when I do the fajitas here at the house and I put the green, oh, it's almost like a habanero sauce. Oh, and it's got flavor too. So good. So good. They've got a rub, a garlic rub. They've got a barbecue rub. They've got all kinds of, and they're based right here. Great guys. Go to burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com, and they are also veterans. It's a veteran-owned company, burnpitbbq.com. When we come back, going to hear from the Packers' backup quarterback. He doesn't speak a lot. Going to hear from Jordan Love next on the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Terrific motorcycle ride coming up, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, uh, military members, veterans, their families. It's on Sunday, September 4th, and we can't do it without you. It is uh, as soon, I promise you, I did this yesterday over on uh, the page, which is facebook.com slash big unit poker run, and it's on many different motorcycle pages uh, throughout the state as well. But as soon as we complete the details uh, I will uh, I will fill you in on some of the cool stuff that's going to go on. You already know some of it, but we're going to uh, uh, stage everything down at MKE Brewing again this year. We're going to be there on Sunday, September 4th, and we leave at 11 a.m. Go to the Rock Complex in Franklin. From there, we're going to go to Alpine Valley Resort and then to a really cool place called Knuckleheads, uh, which is more of a true you know biker-esque style bar. Uh, and then we're going to go to Wisconsin Harley, where we're going to be uh, on the stage. And then Hairbangers Ball is going to take over and play the after party. But there's so many details and so many cool things coming up. And uh, I just encourage you, follow the page. And once it's announced, we'll either do a video or put a letter out. But uh, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Follow that page. And when all the details come out, we'll announce them there. But uh, if you follow us over on the Bud Light live stream right now, you can scan the QR code and get registered. And we got some amazing, amazing things just for those who get pre-registered. And we're going to have Jesse James Dupree of the band Jackal, the lead singer of the band Jackal, is going to draw the winners uh, the morning of uh, for the pre-reg. And it's going to be it's going to be a blast. So if you can get signed up, and uh, you get actually a little bit of a uh, a break on the price too. Even though we're raising money for a charity, you get a little bit of a break on the price, too, if you do pre-registration rather than day of. At day of, it's just a flat 25 bucks for everybody. Uh, but pre-registration will be uh, 25 bucks for the bike, and then for a passenger would be just $15. So you get a $10 break uh, when you do the two-up. 
uh, pre-reg versus uh, the day of. So hope to see you. And we got to say thanks to our friends at Growth Law Firm, uh, which uh, one of the best biker law firms in the country, uh, as voted on by Biker Justice USA. Uh, our friends at the Rock Complex, Alpine Valley, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Thanks to them. We're going to have real live Potawatomi dealers dealing the cards at the end of the ride. That's one of the cool things about this. Our friends at Knucklehead and uh, and one of our friends over at Great Lakes Dragway as well. So hope to uh, hope to have you on board uh, this year. Thanks also to uh, our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. So there you go. Uh, 877-67-1670. That's the number if you want to chime in. Yesterday, Jordan Love had a chance to meet with the media. And when he did, okay, first of all, he, you know, he was probably not thrilled. He was kind of thinking he might be the starter, but he was happy for Aaron Rodgers when he got a new deal. Yeah, I mean, I was super happy for Aaron. Obviously, uh, the dude deserves it, obviously, what he's done the last two years. But, you know, personally for me, it's, it just means that, you know, I'm about to be a backup again for this year. That's all I can control right now. But, uh, you know, I was, I was happy for Aaron, but at the same time, it's like, ah, you know. At the same time, it's like, ah. So he didn't want to come out and say it, but he said it without saying it. I was happy for Aaron. That's great, you know, and, and he's saying the right things. He's saying the right things. Uh, you know what? Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm happy. Happy for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, he got his money. That's fantastic. He got his money. He's a, he's a veteran. He's a back-to-back MVP. Got his stuff. I'm happy for Aaron. For me, ah, ah, I don't get to be the starter. I don't get to show my wares. The one thing he is happy for, as he stated, is that, you know, hey, with Aaron not being in camp, he's getting all the reps. Um, I mean, I think that's Aaron's game plan is to, you know, he doesn't really need this this time right now. So uh, I enjoy it and not being here. It just means more reps for me, more reps for everybody else in the quarterback room. So um, obviously I'm loving it. There you go. More reps for him, more reps in the quarterback room. All right. All right. So. Let's 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 look at this. Aaron Rodgers not being in camp, obviously, you know that means Matt Lafleur gets a good look at it. Matt Lafleur had said something yesterday too. We talked about that when he talked about you know well you know uh, Jordan you know Jordan Love needs to get you know more reps. We we got to see more reps. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there for the OTAs. He wasn't there for the mandatory minicamp. He wasn't there from week nine on to be the starter. You know, I mean, I just, it, 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 what, what the hell are you talking about? Because you, you've now seen two years worth of Jordan Love behind closed doors. You have seen Jordan Love prepare for Kansas City. Didn't look good. You have seen Jordan Love prepare specifically for the Detroit Lions in the second half of that game. Didn't look good. Uh, the argument by fans that said, well, you got to give him a chance because he's got to get starters reps in practice. Well, he got them all. Week 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. In case you're doing the math at home, that's nine weeks. Nine weeks of a regular season. Getting the starters reps because the starting quarterback was down with the COVID toe, as we all know. How, how, yeah. a healthy Aaron Rodgers is not going to give you any more reps this year. I, you know, so I, 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 this is easy to say. 
The bottom line, they're protecting Jordan Love. They're protecting Jordan Love. There's no, there's nothing good there. You know, he's he's a backup quarterback. He's a guy that they've been using. He's a guy that knows the system. There's all the cliches. Yeah, okay. You know, he he's the guy you jumped up to draft. You have to make it work. You're not going to jettison him right now. We know that. But the bottom line is nobody was calling. The phone wasn't ringing. Uh, with all the teams that were in need of quarterbacks, nobody was saying, man, we got to go back to a couple of years ago when Jordan Love was available. Holy crap. Let's give up the farm for him. Gutekinds wasn't fielding those calls. Nada. I'm sure Jordan Love's mama loves him. I'm sure his family does. I'm sure Packers fans that he has met think he's a great guy. I'd be one of them. But when it comes to getting it done on the field, come on, man. Come on. You can say what you want right now. This whole season and next season and the year after, we all know it's about one thing and one thing only. It is about winning a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. And the bottom line is, does his team have enough? Matt LaFleur? Yeah, you know. He uh, he's, he's not worried about Aaron. Him and Aaron are talking. You know, they're, they're still massaging the egos, if you will, making sure everything's okay. I'm sure they're buddies. I mean, you know, come on. They're, they're, they're head coach and player. They're, they're buddies. They tweet. They text, you know, or, or text each other certain plays. They're, they're on the same page. That's, that's great. That's what you want. Not knocking it. Nothing. Nothing like that. Just, you know, I'm enjoying it. I just, if I had to say that Brian Gutekinds, short of finding another wide receiver, okay, now ask me, answer me this question. If Brian Gutekinds, short of finding another wide receiver, do you think Gutekinst is all in? Ben, do you think Gutekinst, for what he's done, the way they ripped apart the salary cap, the way they kicked the can down the road, re-signed guys they wanted, jettisoned those they didn't, drafted a, a better defense, got them more depth on the offensive line, got them two, not one, but two wide receivers, do you think Brian Gutekinst is all in? 100%. And I would even say on the wide receiver side of it, the market for the free agents was insane this year. It was kind of out of their right. hands whether they could bring one in. Okay. A good one, that is. So I, I would agree with you. I would agree that as much as the Green Bay Packers ever have, they have put, pushed their chips to the middle of the table. As much as we've ever seen, I think for sure they have. As a general manager, as front office, I think they've pushed their chips to the middle of the table. They went out and paid serious money. For a special teams coach. They don't do that. They believe in nepotism. But they did it because they saw the failure. They didn't want to, but they let go of their offensive coordinator and the quarterback's coach. But then they went back and said, we'll go all in again. We'll bring in a veteran, a liked, the guy's guy. Tom Clements is the quarterback's coach. We're going to go there. Matt LaFleur, you ever seen him? Uh, I don't know. He's on a milk carton or something, right? Matt LaFleur, with his young staff, he doesn't have Tom Clemens penciled in to be his quarterback's coach if this is anywhere else in the world. But with Aaron Rodgers, we're all in. So is all in, in my opinion, as you can possibly be, the question then becomes, and we'll answer this when we come back, do you think Aaron Rodgers is all in? The key guy, do you think Aaron Rodgers is all in? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Don't forget about our good friends over there at Forgotten Fire Winery. I know I'm not. I'm going to be up there uh, this coming weekend. Looking forward to it. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. They actually have an event. I I kid you not. I'll tell you a little bit more about this coming up uh, later on the show. But they've got an event where you can ride your motorcycle there. Okay? Now, this weekend's going to be a nice weekend. So, if you're heading up that way with your motorcycle, there you have it. Um, But... They actually have where you can ride your motorcycle and fill it. Fill it. Fill the whole thing. Fill your motorcycle with as much wine as you can. It's it's basically where they want to. You, you can the most bottles in one trip that you can fit on your motorcycle. And there's also going to be a chance drawing for all participants. But they want to see how many purchased bottles of wine you can fit in your motorcycle which then you can win a private wine tasting for 10 with their winemaker, which is valued over 200 bucks. But uh, stop in between uh, May 14th and September 14th, now and September 14th, and you can stock up and sign up right now at Forgotten Fire Winery. They say all the time, it's fun in a bottle, man. That's, that's their mantra. It's, it's fun in a bottle. And so if you're going to ride a motorcycle, well, first of all, get your motorcycle from Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com. But our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, ForgottenFireWinery.com, they've got an event for motorcyclists. That's, you don't usually get that with with wineries, uh, but this one's not snooty and uppity or anything. But I, I'm going to be there from noon to 4 coming up on uh, on Saturday, uh, this weekend. So hope to see you there if you're heading up to Forgotten Fire Winery up in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to say something, chime in. Do you, with with everything being said, and we believe that Brian Gutekinds, for as much as they possibly could, they have pushed their chips to the middle of the table, and the Packers' upper management, they are all in. They're in. In it to win it. Let's do this. And I would not be surprised if they do at least one more deal to bring in another wide receiver. Okay? Do you feel... Like the quarterback is all in. I'm just having a good time out here with Tom. Do you feel like the quarterback is all in? Right? There you go. 877-867-1670. Jordan Love, who's getting all the reps right now, and he is in camp, talks about the mindset, how it's different this year than last year in regards to Aaron Rodgers. Going into it, it was kind of the same because you didn't know what was going to happen. And obviously now that you know, he signed, he's back. I don't think it changes anything for me. Like I said, I'm still here. I'm still going to do my job, and I'm competing to try and be that guy if he wasn't here, if he is here. so. Uh, and, and like he said, he's not here right now, so I'm getting all those one reps. So I, I look at it as I'm the guy right now, so that's how I look at it. He getting all the reps? He's getting all the reps. Remember, that was something that was important to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, who was just giving us a lot of lip speak, but you, you, you understand it. Uh, Jordan Love talks about why he's more confident heading into this year, heading into year three. I think it's just being comfortable with the plays, really. Um, we're starting off with, you know, some basic stuff, install one and, and building on. So just having a good foundation and knowing what I'm doing, obviously with some younger guys out there, that's where you got to rely on, just knowing what you're doing. 
Got to rely on the young guys. Got to know what you're doing. You got to be able to guide them. I get all of that. Uh, he says that he feels comfortable, comfortable with that wide receiver room right now. Um, I think we got a lot of weapons, obviously. Uh, bringing up some new guys, the rookies that are here right now, I think they're doing a, a really good job so far. You know, just keep learning and second on. But I think they're a really good group of receivers. And obviously the guys we have here, I think highly of. I've got a chance to, you know, be around them and play with them. So I think we have a really good receiver room. Now, Jordan Love, uh, he was asked specifically, look, when you got here, you were raw. We understand the circumstances. You had everything going on. You had, you know, COVID. You had to get through that. You had to kind of navigate all of those tough and choppy waters. But last year, you got a lot of reps. You got a lot of time. You played a couple of games. You saw some action. How much? Have you taken a step forward, yay or nay? I mean, I feel feel good right now. Obviously, like I said, I feel better in the offense and learning things, so obviously I think I have taken a step in the offense and I feel more comfortable in it, but um, I always feel confident that if I get thrown out there, I'm going to be good. So, Talks about confidence. He continues on because he said, uh, you know, Jordan Love, uh, being the guy that he is, and I wouldn't expect anything less out of him, but he said, hey, look, when it comes to confidence, I'm more confident now than I've ever been. Like every year I've been here, it's just when you come back, it's more confidence and just more comfortable with the system, um, knowing what's going on a little bit more, get to learn a little bit more um, once you get comfortable with the system. So, yeah. I want to come back to that, getting comfortable with the system. He also says last year, you can talk about playing, you know, but but we talk about starters, reps, and working with the team and such. So he said, look, last year it was big getting out there, playing, getting some starting time. I think just getting out there and being able to play, I mean, it was huge. Um, and, you know, obviously it's a process being a quarterback in the NFL. And the more reps you can get in that game, it, it helps. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of takeaways, that things that I wish I can uh, do better, and then obviously things I felt I did good. So uh, just trying to work on, on uh, those things, tightening the details and whatnot. So go back to what Jordan Love said about being more comfortable in the system. Okay. Um, and and I, 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 this is what we get paid to do. We analyze the hell out of things. Okay. So I hate to be over analytical, but it's, I don't think Jordan Love has a problem understanding the system. I really don't. I don't think he has a problem understanding the system. I don't think he has a problem running the plays. What I think, uh, what separates um, good quarterbacks from average quarterbacks and great quarterbacks from good quarterbacks is the ability to see something that isn't there. It's the the ability to foreshadow where you need to deliver the football. It's the ability to understand what is about to come at you and how to get out of harm's way consistently. I think that, that is, to me, first of all, it's something that you you can be taught, you can look at on film, but until you do it, it's tough to understand. But usually, I say usually, you can then, once a player plays, you can see the flashes. You can usually see flashes consistently that make you say, okay, that guy's got it. Because you either have it or you don't. There's a whole lot of good quarterbacks that don't. There's a whole lot of, I should say, average. Average quarterbacks that don't. They come on, 
They are a placeholder for three, four years, and then the team's looking for another quarterback. Okay, let's be honest. God knows I went through it growing up in Ohio, growing up in Cincinnati. We saw after Boomer Esaias, and it was you can go through that whole list, Achilles Smith, David Klingler, you just go on and on and on. Just It was every year. It was, does this guy have it? Does he? Yeah, I, no, no, he doesn't. And then three years, four years into it, you've wasted four years of the talent around him, and then you're saying, okay, now I can see this guy doesn't have it. You can tell. We can tell. You and I can pretty much look at a quarterback and go, yeah, he's got it. Or no, he doesn't. You know, Magic Man had it. He had it for a brief period of time. He was king of the mountain. He had it. He was above average. He wasn't great, but he was above average. You and I both knew it. Average quarterbacks, eh, you know it. You can look at it. I think Jordan Love, now I got to see a little bit more before I, you know, come down and throw the eternal stamp on him. But if I had to sit here today, I'd say 95% of me says he's an average quarterback. He's an average quarterback in the NFL. One hour down, three more to go. We got phone calls to get to. Bob is on hold. Bob will get to you coming out after the break. Stay tuned. Bill Michael Show continues. More coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.